Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is our end of season review of the 4-2 win away at Leicester. Welcome to everybody. This is Ray in London. And Steve in London. Jam in Connecticut. Gavin, sunny Florida. Yes, excellent. Welcome back to everybody. Uh, this is our final podcast, but just to let you know, we will be pushing out content regularly in the off season, so you will see, you will be still seeing all of us. So you're not going to get away that easily. So <laughs> let me start with uh, let me start with the team, which is Larice in goal, uh, Matt Doherty at right back, Alderweireld and Davinson Sanchez left back, Reguilon, midfield of Harry Winks and Pierre Emil Hoybieg, uh, middle three of Ali, Sun. And Bergwijn and up front, Harry Kane, possibly playing his last game for Tottenham Hotspur, but we'll see about that. Over to my best friend Cam now for the stats. Okay, so I've got some interesting stats here for you guys. Obviously, we've played Leicester many times since uh, the first game in 1914. 116 times, of which we won 58 times, lost 37 and drawn 21. So what's the interesting stat, you may ask? Well, if today Leicester had beaten us, it would have been the first time they'd done the double over us since. Anyone want to hazard a guess? A year? 19, 1941. Steve? There was no football in 41. All oh, right, let me, cha- let me change it. Let me change <laughs> it. Go on, go on. 1967. Uh, That's pretty good, Steve. I would say 68, actually. Yeah. Jam? Yeah, uh, 80s, sometime around there. I don't know. Ni- 1925. Really? Oh, I was close first time, wasn't I? What do you mean there was no football in the 40s? I mean, uh, wow. So I'm glad, we, I'm glad we dodged that. Oh, one. yeah, sorry. That was the World like War, was My apologies. It, yeah. was, uh, it was the old League Division 1, Steve. I don't think any of us were born then, Steve. Would you Steve like was. On that? Well, I, I, I probably only managed to catch a couple of games that season. <laughs> okay. So just going on to the stats on the possession. Uh, um, Possession-wise, 53% for Spurs, 47 I thought it would have been higher. Um, we had 11 shots, they had 10, we had four on target, they actually had six. Uh, they had eight corners, we had seven, nine fouls committed by Leicester, eight by us. And then my final stat, uh, question for you guys, and who do you think got the Man of the Match award? Do you want me to turn around and show you the back of my shirt, but, or do you want to guess yourself? Is it, is it your friend, Kamal? Cam? Absolutely. Who do you think? Gareth Bale. Oh, yeah, Gareth, the, one, the one and only. Absolutely. The one and only, Gareth Bale. Welsh, Welsh wizard, yeah. Yes. Are you done on the stats then, Cam? I, I can't remember. Yeah, done on the stats. I'm Thank done. you very much for that. Let's start with the let's start with the first half analysis. Actually, no. Let me ask Jam about how what he thought about his two favourite players being back in the team: Matt Doherty at right back, and Davison Sanchez back into the centre of defence. What were your thoughts about that, Jam? Could you contain your delight when that was announced? <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I was happy to see Sanchez over over um, over Dio. It's been uh, yeah. I don't think he's been good enough. Uh, but then again, you got Sanchez as his replacement, which, you know, he showed his frailties today, but he, he played generally, I think, better. I think he's a better defender no matter what, but he's definitely got more mistakes in him. So, you know, you take the good with the bad with that guy. Um, especially when you're, you know, your other option is Dyer and literally, uh, Dyer. <laughs> um, uh, and Doherty actually played well today, I thought, you know, he's he improved. He looked like a different man almost. And I feel like, Maybe he's, he'll get a second chance next season. We'll see. Mm, okay. Mm. Cool. Okay, excellent. I mean, uh, Steve, let's come to you now. Talk about the first half performance and what what actually in, happened and how it evolved in the first half. Oh, well, I mean, I, 
I thought the first half performance from Spurs was pretty poor, I'm afraid. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure what the stats were for the first half, but I would imagine Leicester had more possession in the first half than we did. Maybe not. No. Um, I thought Winks was poor. Um, Ali was doing the odd flick, but he kept slowing the ball down. He kept um, getting caught on the wrong side of players. And I think it showed, and I mean, we're going to talk about the second half later, but when they were, when, uh, they uh, well, certainly when Ali was replaced, things changed and Bergwijn was replaced. Um, I thought Kane was pretty non-existent as well, actually. I think he had one instance where he tried to beat four players in the box. Kane seemed to be doing all he, all he could to sort of undermine his value. Uh, maybe that would help him get a move away, I don't know. But he was just, um, his mind seemed somewhere else to me. When he got the ball, he just wanted to see if he could do something spectacular, whether it was a goal or it was a killer pass. Um, and I think you know, a couple of times he missed a fairly obvious pass to a player in a better position, which is a shame. And I don't think he would have done that six months ago. Um, there was a penalty, of course. Which Was um, it a penalty, Steve? Well, I, um, I didn't think it was. And even after the VAR, I didn't think it was. Everyone around me said it was. Um, they're all Spurs supporters as well. I thought that uh, he ran deliberately into um, Toby's foot when he when he was trying to block it. Toby was stationary. He ran into him. I think it was an extremely soft penalty. How would I have felt if it had been the other way around? I'd have taken it, as you would do. But I still think, I think it wasn't a penalty. I think the second one definitely was. But... You know, this, this is the way VAR is all over the show, isn't it? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I think in the second half, which we're going to come on to, when their player cleared the ball, I thought it hit his hand when he was clearing it. It's, it's tricky, but um, I thought it was a pretty poor performance and we were lucky to go in. I think it was one all, wasn't it? Yeah. Talk about the Kane goal, Steve, and then I'll come to Cam on that. Um, well, I think it was a corner from Son. Um, and then I think, was it Doherty? Who yeah, it was Doherty, yeah. yeah. It was good. Uh, there was a scramble. Um, and, I mean, Kane does what he does do very well. He hit that ball like a rocket. Um, and it and it nutmegged uh, Schmeichel. I think to nutmeg Schmeichel or to nutmeg any goalkeeper is, is pretty unusual. Uh-huh. It was just the sheer force um, of, of um, being able to just hit that ball as hard as he possibly could. And he, he wasn't, I mean, he didn't have to think either, did he? He didn't think, well, is someone in a better position because they weren't. Uh, should I be passing it? No. So he just he, he wedded it, and it was a it was a great goal. Excellent, Cam. Let me come to you now. What are your thoughts on the first half for Tottenham? And you know, did you think it was a penalty or not? I thought it was a penalty. I thought he he, he trailed his leg at the back. Um, I think the most disappointing thing about it all, really, Ray, is the fact that with Vardy's current form. I don't think he was going to be scoring a goal there. I think he had too much work to do. And I think if, if Toby had carried on, they, he, there was no way he was getting a goal in that, in that position. So it was a soft penalty in that sense. Um, very, very disappointing. Uh, uh, but having said that, I thought with the chance, I mean, we played poorly. I mean, we, we, what Steve hasn't said is that, um, Kane didn't touch the ball for the what first 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. where was he? What was going on? I mean, I don't know whether he was um, playing dodgeball or what, but uh, Son's touch was very poor in the first 15, oh, yeah. 20 minutes. It was so bad that I just thought it was going to be one of those days. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think whilst he were talking on the chat, we were looking at, you know, 
um, a potential cricket score the way that Leicester were getting so much space. Um, I thought uh, Wings took a bit of time to settle in. He keeps making these really bad passes. But overall, I didn't think they were so bad. I know that you didn't want Winks in the team, Ray, but I thought maybe Sanchez and Winks were there <laughs> because they will put in the shop window. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and that they maybe that we just need to to <clears throat> move them on. We need to give them some game time. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Overall, I thought for the first half, Kane could have had a couple more chances. He could have had a couple more goals. I just didn't see Leicester scoring outside of those penalty penalty positions. And um, one thing that shocked me about that game was the wide open spaces in midfield. Normally we're overrunning midfield, and I, and I don't know where Leicester were in the midfield. They didn't. They seemed gung ho intent on just running at us and hoping that that, that they will well, forgetting about defence and just trying to go for that top four position. And I think their mindset was very different from how I've seen them play before, which probably played into our hands and helped them develop better into like what probably the last ten minutes of the first half. Okay. Uh, Jen, your thoughts on the first half? Uh... Um, yeah, I think we definitely, uh, a lot of players uh, took a little time to grow into the match. Uh, first 20 minutes were all less than it was worrying. But then I think, um, you know, once they scored, we did kind of, Kane started working a little harder uh, for the team. And um, everyone else kind of seemed to pick up a little bit. Uh, I don't think we finished the half that great. You know, going in 1-1, though, is, is an awesome result. But then, you know, what what happened is Leicester seemed to panic. Um they, they were really playing for something and it showed where they just kept throwing everything at us and, and it just, it worked in, you know, if the roles were reversed, I feel like we wouldn't have won that match. But, um, you know, fortunately we didn't have much pressure on us and it, it really did work for us. So Leicester plays like Spurs would have played basically. Uh, I think, I think you, you know, Spurs with uh, Chelsea losing today too, you know, there's a lot of pressure on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I mean, uh, from my point of view, uh, again, Sanchez is just an awful, awful defender. I mean, I really, whenever he touches the ball or goes close to the ball, I just have nightmares. You know, so many times he had an easy header to somebody and he headed it out. The ridiculous. We'll talk about the penalty later, but he just doesn't. And I think he transmits that to Alderweireld as well. Alderweireld, you know, sticks his foot out. Jamie Vardy has scored three goals in 27 games, as Cam said. He's not likely to put that away. Mm. So just don't give him a chance to fall over. So, you know, after that first half, you know, I could see only one team winning, but then seems it turned it around. So let's come to you now, uh, Cam. Second half, uh, talk us through that. Well, I mean, oh, <laughs> you, everyone's going to have their say on Sanchez's, um, that, that penalty. I actually think that probably was lesser penalty than the first one because it seemed like uh, Vardy has locked arms into him and it could have gone either way. It could have been a foul either way. Um, very soft penalty again to give away. But the fact that Sanchez was, was all arms and legs all over Vardy like that, it's just, it's just no way to defend, is it? And he always lets the player get the wrong side of him in the yeah. box. And yeah. that is where all the problems start. That's where everything goes wrong for, for, for Sanchez. And it's, we've seen it game in, game out. I mean, I think the game was the frustrating frustration for me was the time it took Mason to make a change. Now, we, he wanted to go out on a high. This is Mason's last game. A lot of players last game, potentially. We had a lot to go for. We want to be the most important thing. Two, two targets for us. One was some form of Europe to actually try and attract some decent manager. And secondly, um, we want to finish ahead of Arsenal because that's a slippery slope for us. And that's something many Spurs fans cannot palate, including me. So the, the fact that Arsenal already winning 2-0 against Brighton should have spurred us on. And I, I thought Mason took too long to make his changes. He was lucky enough that it didn't have an impact. 
And I thought Bale's impact was incredible, especially potentially for his last game. I mean, he knows how to turn it on when he needs to. But the main thing is, is the spaces that he had in the um, in that midfield to run at. I mean, one of the things that Bell's not had in a lot of games is that kind of space because they will always put players on him and close him down. But giving a player of that quality that kind of space is incredible. And the first goal, he's the one who passed it out to Kane. Um, I believe we made a bit of a hash hash of it because he had about a ch- about four chances in which to shoot and he got it stuck everywhere, almost had a handball, which I didn't see, see it myself, but I know VAR looked at it. Passed it back, so Kane gets another assist and fantastic finish by Bale. And the second goal was just pure Bale class, wasn't it? Ran it from the, uh, uh, from the centre of the, of the field. Leicester were in complete disarray because by then it was 2-2 and they knew they had to get another goal. So they pushed forward and they were attacking pretty, pretty violently in, a, in some ways against us. And he went through and um, smashed it in. I thought it was a fantastic goal. Yeah, okay. the second the second equaliser for Tottenham cam, Kasper mm. Michael's own goal punches it. Wow. Is that the type of mistake he makes, which really just he's just on the cusp of being an elite keeper, but he wow. makes stupid mistakes like that? I mean, what do you think? Well, this is the same keeper who pulled out a wonder save in the FA Cup final against Chelsea, yeah, exactly uh, against Mount. That, in any any game anywhere I've seen, that was almost and you'd have put your mortgage on that yeah. shot, yeah. right? And then he goes and does that. I don't know. I mean. Did Sanchez put him off? Did Sanchez want him to claim it? And I have to try and make up for his, his, his own goal, his penalty mistake. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, we gave them two free goals. They gave us one. So I think the result would have been 3-0. Yeah, yeah, OK. Jam, what do you think about the second half? And were you impressed by our comeback? Or you just I think was, it's I was a combination? Intrigued. Sorry. Keep talking over you. I know we're not supposed to do that, but yeah, no, I, was, I was I was entertained. It was um, that was that was the, the type of football you want to watch. You know, there was actually we actually dug deep and, and fought for a match, which we haven't seen since what November, maybe before that. Um, yeah, so it was good. It was good to see, um, and hopefully, you know, there's some some positives moving into next season. You know, there's probably going to be big changes. Like like uh, like we said, it's probably a lot of these players last match. Uh, Mason's last match as manager, especially, um, but yeah, it, it's encouraging. There's some there's some positives there. There's some players that might you know might have something to prove, whether it's with us or with another team. We'll see. What were the positives you took out of the match, Jam? Well, um, second half mainly. Second half, Bale, of course. Um, you know, Delhi never really stepped up today, which is a big, big shame. But um, Son started fighting a little more. Kane started fighting a little more. You know, there was there was a little there's some hunger there. Doherty played well in the second half. I thought he he attacked really well, got some really good crosses in. Uh, who else was playing well? Hoiberg, he's been he's been on a slope recently. Obviously, he seems tired. Um, I don't think he did great, but you know they were there, winks and him in the important times. So you know, uh, Reglon didn't mess up a lot today. He was focused on his job. He wasn't trying to do anything fancy. He just mm. went there and, and and didn't make mistakes. And that's what you got to do sometimes. Okay, thanks uh, for that, uh, Jan. Uh, Steve, um, give us your main talking points of the match. Then, what are the main uh, what were the main cha- talking points of the well, match? Well, well, then we'll I mean, come I to think... the takeaways after that. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to maybe just come come back on sure. Jam talk, talking about the um, substitutions. I thought the substitutions were just at the right time. There was still half an hour to go. If that had been Mourinho, he'd have waited to ten minutes to go. Yeah, and and Mason brought those players on, and that's what changed the game. Uh, I thought Bergwijn was a bit unlucky to come off because actually I thought he didn't do too badly in the first half. He got a few crosses in, beat his player, 
Uh, Ali, I thought, was hopeless today. Um, uh, it was, it was, a, it was, he was causing damage for us. And when he went, things changed. Yeah. And obviously, Bale came on, completely changed everything. Leicester had to chase the game as well. So that helped open things up. Um, I mean, I, I still, I share your view, I think, Ray of Sanchez, though. I thought he was absolutely terrible today. I assumed that he'd been chosen to play, not just because Dyer is Dyer, but because um, he, uh, Mason was worried about uh, the pace, the pace of the Leicester attack. And I think I think uh, Vardy ran him ragged, actually. Um, and he gave away that penalty. Um, Cam's quite right because he got the wrong side of the player. But you're a centre-half. You don't, you don't need to get the wrong side of the player. Uh, Alderweireld was right next to him at that time as well. And he slices the ball. I think at one point, we hit the sphere when the ball went vertically up. Uh, and this, these things happen under pressure. You can see that the player's about to tackle him. And, and he delays just ever so slightly and doesn't clear the ball. I, I think, um, I know we're going to get to the takeaways later, but um, I'll, 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 res- I'll keep my sort of thunder for that. But I thought the, um, clearly once you, once you get, 4-2 is good, isn't it? And Bale played well. They opened up. They were chasing. They were getting more frustrated. And we took advantage of it. Um, but I still think they still had individual spirit, which I think mm. was good. And um, I mean, that's Leicester, I mean. I think at times we don't have that. And we need to be battling on those one-on-ones. And I don't think we do that. What was your main play of the game, Steve? The main play... What was well, the main thing that stuck out of you from the game? Well, the play of the game, yeah. Well, I, I, well it, it reinforced, I'm afraid, my prejudices about Sanchez, which I'm thought I'm pretty certain that you, you understand that. Yeah. And also, we don't have a playmaker, so we haven't got anyone to deliver that killer pass. Yeah. The closest we got was Toby Alderweireld stepping up into almost the halfway line and yeah. putting a very a really good ball through to yeah. Son. Yeah. Unless, of course, Kane drops back. But yeah. we don't want Kane to be dropping back. And, of course, he may not be there next season. So we've got to get a playmaker. Okay. Uh, Jam, let's come to you. What's your main play of the game? And then we come to, this is different from the takeaway. So what play of the game did you, stood out for you? Um, so Lloris gets a lot of slack all the time, but I think at 2-2, he made a really good save, which was an important save. I think that's the only really big save which he made. Which one was that save? I don't remember. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't much. It was like a quick snapshot. He made a quick save. Um, it was like the only save he had to make in the match. Um, okay. And, and, you know, he, he does that often, even though he's got a lot of flaws. He's, he's, you know, he's always reliable and he is at times a world class keeper. And I feel like, you know, if we, if we're going to spend money on players in the, in the summer, I don't think a goalkeeper is our first, uh, a priority. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Cam, your player of the game? Which I want to add what Jam says. It was uh, incredible to see for the first time in three games that, um, Lloris didn't have to try and make a save against one of his own defenders. Mm. So that's a good start. I mean, they gave away two penalties. That's basically the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they did. they didn't test their own goalkeeper. They decided to test him in different ways. Um, I think the main player of the game for me was the final goal from Bell when he ran from the halfway line. There's look what three, four minutes left of the game to go. Five minutes, maybe four minutes left to go. Um, it's his last game potentially for Spurs. What a way to sign off! What a way to say goodbye to the fans who stuck by you this year. Who've done uh, so, you know, who put up with a lot of stuff. What a way for him to say goodbye after being so brutally sidelined by uh, Mourinho for so long. And I thought it was uh, brilliant the way he went through three players who, for some bizarre reason, backed off him and side footed it against the post, carried on mm-hmm. and put it into an empty net. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Great goal, yeah, great goal. My main player of the game is I think we've got Cash for Spikel to thank a lot because until we until we equalised at two two, I couldn't see us scoring a goal or even having a shot. And I think once that goal went in, that own goal, that sort of galvanised us to say, hold on a second, it's two all, we can actually win this game. Mm-hmm. So I think Casper Smeichel needs to be made an honorary Tottenham Hotspur fellow or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we need to thank Casper for that. Let's come to the takeaways again now. I mean, we're going to be closing down this podcast for the last time. Um, final takeaway, I'm going to come to you first, Cam. What's your takeaway from the final match of the season? Well, it shows that when we want to play, we can play. We can get together. It seems like, I mean, Steve made a point, first half, awful performance, disjointed, very in pieces. But when we really wanted to put it together, we could put it together. We showed some technical ability. We have some players with technical ability. And once the new players came on, um, we, we, we sort of like started working together. But again, my main takeaway is we still don't have any creative, anyone creative in midfield. I thought, this time, Bale did do some of that creative work by spreading the ball uh, both sides. But you can't expect the front three to also be the creative midfield. And that, for me, is something that's a gaping hole in the team. OK. Thanks, Cam. Jam, your main takeaway from the game? Yeah, very, very similar takeaway. Um, you know, it shows that this team isn't entirely crap, but it's just mostly crap. You know, so there, there's, <laughs> there's some... Uh, but, Partly you know, crap. Partly yeah. crap. You know, at least, at least like, well, half of it. Um, there's, there's a lot of changes that we need to get up to the level that we should, we have come to expect in the last few years, but, you know, being Leicester it, when they really needed a win today is, is a big, it's, it's, some, it's a positive to take. Um, cause Leicester had a really good season. Uh, they're a top team too. So, you know, we should be where we should have been fighting for fourth today. And that's what, that's what we should be doing next season. Yeah. Okay. Steve, your main takeaway. I think we, we still need a clear out. Um, maybe half the team need to go, I think, I'm afraid. Yeah. And I would say that includes Sanchez. I might give Doherty one more chance mm-hmm. uh, as a squad player. But there's there's some root and branch changes that need to happen in that team. OK. Uh, thank you very much, Steve. My main takeaway is that a whole, going just following on from what Steve said, we... Other than Toby, that whole defence needs to change. I mean, even Reguilon, I don't trust as a left-back. Even today, he tried to pass it out and he got a deflection. Luckily, he went to one of our players. I don't think defensively he is good enough in the Premier League. For La Liga, maybe, which is not as strong as league as the Premier League, but for us, I don't think so. So I, I prefer Reguilon further up the pitch where he can just, you know, attack players and, and uh, have a proper left-back. So I think that whole defence, unless that defence has changed, we're going to be having the same discussion next year about how rubbish we are. So the defence has... Any manager that comes in has got to focus on the defence because I think we've got creativity in other parts. I take Cam's point, we don't have a playmaker, but we can do that. OK, guys, so um, finally now, um, this is coming to the end of the podcast, end of the season. I'm going to have... Uh, just give us your highlights of the season since we started doing our podcast in October. What's been your main highlight? What's the thing that's really stood out for you and you said, yep, yeah, that's the thing that's really... You know, I really, really remember that. Let's start with you, Steve. What's been your highlights since we've been doing these podcasts? Um, well, I think when we beat Man United, um, yeah. was it 6-1 away? Yeah. That's got to yeah. be the highlight. Yeah. And after that game, we all thought we were going to win the uh, <laughs> we were going to win the league, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, How wrong we were. <laughs> it's been downhill, frankly, since yeah. then. But yeah. that's that's certainly my standout moment of the season. 
Great. Uh, Jam, your highlight of the season since we've done doing the podcast? Yeah, I mean, it was all that, that whole period. I mean, from, from that Man United win till December 25th, we were, we were first, right? And that was, that was, yeah, there was real hope there. Mourinho was manager and, and where, where did it go wrong? I don't know. Um, well, that's my next question, but stick to your highlights. All right. Yeah. Highlights. Uh, you know, that, like I said, that whole period was, was just really exciting. Pretty exciting okay. times. We went on to draw and uh, beat Man City, and we really thought we were on top of the world. Yep. Okay. Great. Jam, your highlight of the season? Cam, you mean? Cam, even. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, the highlight for me is that, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what anyone else says, but the season ended on Christmas Day, and we won. We won the Premier League. That was it. Forget about what came afterwards. But uh, for me, so it was great. Uh, congratulations, everyone. We're Christmas winners. <laughs> But the real highlight for me, I mean, and this is this is a problem that we have, don't we, as Spurs fans? We uh, uh, is that hope, hope to be. We always have this love and this hope that we're doing so much better than we are, only for it to be crushed violently and horrifically uh, with sleepless nights. But one of the key highlights for me was Son's goal against um, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he came along and took it from outside the box, curled it from. We haven't seen him do that since. I mean, what a beautiful goal, and against the Gunas as well. And then that's a second goal by Kane as he came forward, um, and and the, and the goal that he scored. I think those are the positive highlights. Are we going to do negative ones? We do like, the negative ones in after. Let me, um, to, I mean, let me that, do the positive, and then we'll do the negatives. Yeah. Obviously, the Man United win, the, the the Manchester City win, but those two goals against Arsenal really really stuck out. Okay, my highlight of the season was when we fired Mourinho, because that's a failed. <laughs> Failed project, and then, and as long as that kept going, we weren't going to move forward. So that, unfortunately, I know it's not a nice thing to say, but when we fired Mourinho, this is when we can actually press the reset button and move forward. Obviously, there were other highlights, that like 6-1 win at United, the 2-1 win against Arsenal, or 2-0 win, whatever it was. Um, let's come to you now, Cam, again. What's your low light of the season? Um, let's pick a game where something happened and you said, my God, this is the low light. Rather than a generic thing, what's your low light in any game that happened? Well, I mean, that's just that's all I'm going to say to you is uh, my low lives of the season under Mourinho were the last five minutes of most of our games. And yeah, specifically, right. I'm going to say to you, Palace, Wolves, um, West Ham Newcastle. and Newcastle. That's eight points just thrown out. Where would we be now on eight points? 69 points? Yeah, we would have been in Champions League, yeah. We would be in Champions League. And those last five minutes, inability to hold on, inability to hold on to a lead. And I've criticised Mason for a lot of things, but I haven't seen that display, that last five minutes crumble um, in the last six games. Uh, we might have lost a few games, but we weren't just completely falling to pieces. What we saw today... In the last five minutes, has to go on and get two goals, uh, which is what you should have done. And I think for me, that was, that, that that really epitomised the collapse of, of of the Spurs spirit and and the, and the inability. Would you would have thought under Mourinho, that's where we would have been our strongest, but we were actually our weakest. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Steve, your lowest point of the season. Oh, Can you pick a it's, particular it's, uh, thing or something? Well, I mean, I, I'd say I think it's been a death by a thousand cuts for us, really, mm. since um, Christmas. We're slow, mm. sort of uh, a spiral towards mediocrity that has been mm. um, awfully depressing. A mm. couple of, or maybe at least one standout is how on earth did we get knocked out of the Europa League? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was just embarrassing. We were against a second-rate team. Um, 
and they well we made them look good and we were just gutless witless and hopeless uh and the another one which made me laugh really which i, I don't know we're gonna you're probably not gonna do let's have one something that makes me laugh was regularly on zone goal i mean this that was crazy utterly crazy uh, sort of side foot or outside of his right foot volley into the top corner. I mean, you couldn't see that coming. That was amazing. Um, so that almost turned into a, a sort of low stroke high point in some strange, perverse way. Yeah. Yeah. Keystone Cops. Keystone Cops, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Jam, your low light? Low, low life? Sort of uh, I was going to pick the same one as Steve, the, the dropping out of the Europa League, and we were 2-0 up against Dinamo. And it was like... Cause there, was a lot, there was a lot that happened before before those matches and, and, and it was, it was poor and sad and there was many opportunities to go into top four that we just threw away over and over again. Like at, at least four times this season where the teams, you know, above us drop points and we had an opportunity playing after them that we just crumbled for no reason. Um, but definitely even, even after that, you know, I still had a little bit of faith in Mourinho and, and just going out the way we did was just so disappointing, so embarrassing, as Laurie said. Um, yeah, that was definitely my low point of the season. Okay, um, my low point of the season, and now everybody says football is a game of fine margins. And my low point was when Stevie Bergwijn went through. He had two chances against Liverpool. One of those chances goes in. It could be a really different season. So mm. I know it's fine margins, but we score one of those goals. Mourinho shuts up shop and we beat Liverpool away. Imagine the impact that's going to have on our confidence and what we're going to do. So that's my low point of the season, the Liverpool game, where we let them score in the last minute. And Stevie B didn't score, so that's yeah. my low point. Did we okay, give guys? a penalty away? Did we give a penalty away in that game? No, we didn't give a penalty oh, away. So, um, guys, listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. I mean, just to let all our fans know, all our YouTube viewers and all our podcasters, we will be pushing out content regularly in the off season, talking about Spurs uh, players in Europe, the, the European Championships, transfer rumours, who's going to be the Tottenham manager. There's lots happening at Tottenham Hotspur, so you're not going to get rid of us that easily. We're still going to be pulling content out. Now, as we say on Spurs 9501, our motto is the final say on all things Tottenham. So I'm going to come to all of our hosts now to give their final say on Tottenham Hotspur at the end of the season. So I'm going to come to you, Jam, your final say on Tottenham Hotspur. Um, you know, Tottenham, we're gonna, we're gonna, we keep going again next season, right? Um, uh, one special mention I want to do goal of the season, absolutely the Mellor's goal against Arsenal, that, yeah. that Rabona. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah, it's a good one, actually. Lamella, yeah. I thought maybe, unfortunately, or fortunately, he may not play for us again. Maybe he's on his way to Roma, but we'll see. Uh, Cam, your final say on all things Tottenham? I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, with the money that we have, the size of the club is now 62,000. I think that's great. I think the coronavirus has crippled the club financially. Uh, we're not as lucky as the other top four. Are we a true top four contender or have we flattered to deceive? I think right now, some of the decisions that were taken a couple of seasons back, not signing players, um, and the way that the club was being run have really come home to roost. Uh, um, <coughs> the quick fix and trying to buy yourself uh, something by bringing in a manager who was completely contra to the culture of Tottenham has um, totally backfired. And I think all of you would have seen it coming miles away. Uh, I don't know why Daniel Levy didn't. And uh, so I think my takeaway for this season is it's been one where this team has again tried to achieve something without putting the resources in either into the team 
into the players or into the into the managing staff and just uh, um, try to get something for nothing. And it just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. And that's the reason why we haven't won a trophy in God knows how many years. OK, Cam, thanks. Steve, final say on all things Tottenham? Well, the players and managers come and go. Fans and the facilities we've got and the stadium, they're going to be there for the foreseeable future. <laughs> there is a, a very firm base from which to build, and that is on the, with the stadium and the facilities we've got. I think it's going to take two or three years, but we have got the foundations there, and we will come back. We will be a top-four club. That's good to leave on a positive note. My mm. final say on all things Tottenham is to Harry Kane. Thanks for the memories, Harry. It's been a great ride with you there. It's going to be a shame to see you leave, but I understand why you're going and you go with my blessing. You know, I mean, I really, really want you to succeed. You've done so much for Tottenham Hotspur. I can't begrudge you a move to somewhere where you may actually win something. So my final say is good luck, Harry Kane. Yeah, all the best, good luck, yeah. Harry. Take care, yeah. So, um, everybody, this is Ray from London saying goodbye and we'll see you on the next podcast. And Steve from London saying goodbye. What about, come on, you little whites. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but you didn't do come on, you Spurs. Yeah, come I, on, I you can't Lily say it's good as good as go ahead. From Connecticut, it's Jam. Um, see you next season, or well, in the off-season. Hi, it's me. I'm uh, signing off by saying give Bale another year so he can retire at Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Bye from Florida. This is Cam. This is Ray. Goodbye, everybody. Come on, you Spurs. We'll see you Come soon. On you Take Spurs. Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening. <laughs>